Now in studio, City Manager Eric King is in. Eric, good morning, sir. Good morning. Very good to have you here. Last night was a City Council meeting, and one of the things I noticed on there, people had some comments about permit fees. Tell me the background on that. Yeah, so um, you know the city has uh, funds that come into uh, the organization from property taxes and then what are called enterprise funds. So those are fee-for-service types of activities. So your water bill, your sewer bill, permit fees are no different. So we charge fees to recover the costs that it needs uh, that we need to deliver that service. So the building inspectors, plans examiners, um, all get paid for by the fees that folks pay when they sit, uh, ask for a new permit, uh, for a new house, uh, change in water heater, etc. cetera. Uh, those permit fees have not been raised uh, really much over the last five years. Uh, we've been able to have healthy reserves in those accounts. Uh, development activities picked up. Development activity is somewhat softening. And uh, costs have increased. The city is no different than private organizations. We've been subjected to inflation, higher uh, personnel costs, higher materials and service costs. So uh, those fees need to be increased to keep pace. Um, but we are working. We're sensitive to um, you know the impact on customers, especially as we're dealing with the housing crisis and housing affordability and um, how we can implement those fee increases over time. So we're talking with stakeholders to see about what a phased implementation might look like. Um, so I think we're really what we really want to do is not reduce staff uh, in a time where you know permit times are just kind of catching up and we're getting uh, we're improving our service level. We want to you know keep the staff to to be able to process permits efficiently uh, and we need some increase but how we balance all these objectives is somewhat uh, to be worked out over the next couple of weeks so right now this is still in the talking phase correct all right um, there was something else I know last night there was comments made um, regarding when like for instance this weekend it's Earth Day you got a parade downtown you got a big run coming downtown you're gonna close a lot of streets off uh, how does how are businesses affected by that and are they in favor of this or not you know downtown I would say there's a, a range of opinions about closure some businesses you know see increased foot traffic and their business activity increases others uh, when those streets closed, they really feel it. And we heard from uh, a business last night about it. So it, it is a struggle. We do have some rules uh, in, in the summertime that no more than two events per month uh, can occur downtown to minimize street closures. I think as you see other um, areas become more developed, uh, more parks and things, we, we try to steer some of the events so that we don't have to uh, close those uh, those streets downtown. We see Brooks Promenade. That's a, kind of an alley on the uh, on the backside of downtown as a better alternative. Um, so we're working through those issues, but those, I, I think the, the, the issues from businesses that feel those impacts are real. Um, it's just how to balance that because those activity, those events also bring more people downtown and also do drive some economic development activity in other businesses. Yeah, it's, it's a conversation to have with the Downtown Business Association and, and talking with those uh, folks as well. So what else at last night's meeting would uh, be news? Well, we did some you know some housekeeping, some, some uh, mundane types of things where we're just changing our codes to, to make sure that they're more modern. One of them, there was an emergency declaration where right now I can declare as a city manager an emergency if uh, you know we have a heat dome or uh, a winter you know, an apocalypse, uh, and we need to quickly um, hire contractors. So, kind of go through, go around some of the processes to get our resources out on the street to help people. So, have um, the people expanded your powers? No, no. So, this is something that that has always been in place, and it's very typical for all uh, city managers to have that. As we run the organization, we might need to act quickly in times of an emergency. Um, but we always have counsel. Uh, 
what's called ratify or approve up or down that emergency. So I might declare an emergency at the next council meeting. We say, this, this council will agree with this. They could say, no, we don't agree with it. So there's always that backstop with the council in an emergency. What we change though, is we were asking the county to accept our emergency declaration, which is sort of like an extra pro extra step in the process. Um, so we asked to, to remove that. We also streamlined the process for affordable housing. So uh, if we want to sell land, public land for affordable housing, we can we can do it much simpler uh, through the code changes that we made last night. Um, and a couple of other kind of more housekeeping measures and appeal things in municipal court. And it's just part of the the, the the unsexy part of city business of making sure the city works efficiently. You mentioned the county, and uh, we'll talk about that because we've been talking about them all morning long uh, regarding their meeting that they had, and they have unanimously agreed to give the city three-quarters of a million dollars to uh, what was formerly the Rainbow Motel. Yes, uh, we, we had talked to them almost two years ago uh, when the pandemic set in, and we both the city and the county received American Rescue Plan Act, or ARPA dollars, um, so we had asked for $1.5 as a match program to develop more shelters in, in Bend. Um, so we had 750000 of that was a grant. About half of it was granted to fund uh, Central Oregon Villages, which is a pallet structure that will be opening here in May on 27th and Bear Creek. And then the other 750 was approved, as you mentioned, yesterday. And that will allow us to open up the Rainbow Hotel uh, for additional capacity. Now, how is the Rainbow Hotel... Uh, shelter, is that going to be any different kind of a structure from other homeless shelters? Because I'm, I'm thinking that uh, one of the things that was talked about, this is particularly for uh, women and, and children. Yeah, the, medically fragile as well. Um, I, I think they, um, there's a real need of folks that are camping out in the streets that should not be. They have medical conditions. Um, so those folks will be prioritized uh, for the shelter. But it is, it, I would say it is very similar to um, Stepping Stone Shelter, which is the former Ben Value Inn on Division Street, um, this very popular model where there's old hotels. Or, so folks have their in individual rooms. It's a, you know, it, it requires a different model than say the Lighthouse Navigation Center, which is a, a larger what we call congregate shelter setting. Um, so it's just a, you know, I think we we know that people have different needs um, that are experiencing homelessness and trying to have a many different options for shelter for to getting folks out from the elements and getting them indoors right across the street at the old murray and holt location as i understood it that was planned to be a, a really nice retail area on the ground floor and then condos built up above is that still in it's the works? still yeah that's still the plan so i think the, the city is also going uh, undergoing a real estate investment strategy and so the rainbow hotel the city purchased it about a year and a half or so ago with the intent that it it, it can operate as a shelter in the temporarily and we have as we are renovating the division street shelter and we'll need to renovate the um, light the lighthouse or um, second street shelter it gives us a place to, to to have folks there while those facilities are being renovated so we've already kind of done that with the division street shelter it's done we have we have a, a gap right now and so we wanted to open up the facility where there's a real big need um, but the intent is long-term to redevelop that area into exactly what you talked about, kind of a mix of housing, um, some ground floor retail. We have a need for a, a new city hall. So these are long-term plans. So we're in the process of acquiring some property, the Rainbow and some nearby property, um, to really develop a master plan uh, with those types of uses, housing, civic plaza, park, city hall, et cetera. So the, uh, the housing... Um 
the homeless shelter would not be a permanent fixture in that. No, I, I, no, I, I think the intent would be there might be a mixed income housing, new housing developments in that area that might provide supportive services or housing for, for individuals, but m- m- with a greater variety of income levels. All right. Eric King, City Manager, City of Bend. Always great to have you in. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND.